Welcome to the Odd Opinions Podcast. Welcome to take three of the Odd Opinions Podcast. I say that because we've just tried to start recording two times and they both have failed. I'm sorry, okay. Yeah, I am Cameron Lopez, and across from me I have the rest of the crew. Gareth McConathy, next to me is... Ray Johnson, and across from me is... So that's a lot of acrosses, but this is Nathan (laughs) Pritchard-Shaft. I'm next to Cameron. And this is the Odd Opinion Show. Today Uh, we're talking... I don't know. Today we're talking about... Things that, we, things that we appreciate more as we get older, getting older in general, our eventual deaths. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate not morbid. Death? We probably won't go that Is far, that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a morbid show. Yeah. Strap in. Please no, just, take me. <laughs> just things that we uh, appreciate now more that uh, now that we're adults. Well, now that we're a starting place. Old enough to be considered adults. Yeah. We're, when people we're, look at us and go... You're not quite middle aged, but you're getting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does anyone want to start? I had a, I had a, I had a thought right when you sent that message on Discord that I wanted to share. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and start. <laughs> I'll go ahead and start. You're already launching into it, bro. <laughs> this train is going. <laughs> Run about with it. That? Run and with it. When you when you sent that message, I thought about the Home Depot because when I was okay. little, I used to go to the Home Depot with my dad a lot, and I used to hate going there, you know, all the time, and now. It excites me to know that I'm going to Home Depot today. What yeah. what specifically about Home Depot? Like, explain the process of hearing or or, or knowing that you're going to be going to Home Depot, and then like the excitement. What propels that for you? There's an end goal when I'm going to Home Depot. Like, I need to fix A, so I need to go there so I can get B, C, and D. So the excitement comes from like having the tools to fix things. Yeah, maybe it's something in. Like a flaw in my manhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how's it a flaw? I don't know. That sounds no, like straight up what we used to always call manly. Yeah. Tools, yeah. fix things now. Yeah, but why? Because, I don't know, it's traditionally what men were supposed to do in society is mm-hmm. fix everything. Work, mm-hmm. build, and tear down, and Dying destroy. War. Use tools. <laughs> yeah. So there's something about the Home Depot that just sparks that flame <laughs> inside of me now. When yeah. I was a kid, it was more just like, Smells good in there. Well, you're Nothing also really I can use though. Yeah, you're also a homeowner as well now. Yeah, so that does have an effect on it. Yeah, I think purpose really does propel that excitement because when you were a kid and you went in there, all, the only thought was, I want none of these things, and there's nothing to play with, so I have yeah. to just walk <laughs> yeah. for the next thirty minutes, staring at the most bored, literally staring at the walls. Yeah, I, yeah. I just found the tape measures and just would like play with them in the store. So <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, yeah. I found you, something to play with until you yeah. broke the little uh, metal end off of the the tape measure <laughs> and put it back and hope no one saw. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Have it's you seen th- the? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened to that one. <laughs> Have you seen the video of the person who cuts the end off of it and is holding it and just lets it go and it starts yeah. flipping <laughs> like crazy? No. Dude, it's 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 intense. So Home Depot is one thing that I appreciate now. That's good. I yeah. do. I do. It's I mean it's got grills. It's got chainsaws. It's got leaf yeah. floors. Like every mm-hmm. time you walk in there, it's like this is gonna fill one of my afternoons or many of my afternoons for the next couple of months. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've got all kinds of stuff. Everything you need for a good weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If Home Depot wants to be a sponsor of this show. 
I could talk but about not Home Depot for days. We don't yeah. mess. We don't mess with Lowe's. You know what I'm saying? No, if, if Lowe's, Lowe's wants to be a sponsor, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely start Steins going there. Stein Diamond Lumber Supply. Whoever, we will definitely sell out to whoever wants to give us money. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that I am not as handy as you are. I'm out of. I know that you guys are a little more handy out of necessity, but since I do not live in a home that I have to repair, I don't quite get as excited about Home Depot as you guys. <laughs> but the yeah. thing that excites me more than it used to are like mattresses and mattress toppers and good sheets. Like I know that functional stuff. Yeah. Functional stuff. Like I know that teenagers and stuff get into that kind of stuff too, as they get older. But I just, for me, it was when I was younger, I could sleep in any position at any time of the day in any clothing with any kind of sheets. And I would Mm -hmm. still have a deep long slumber. And then as you get older, like in the teenage years, it doesn't really affect you. You start getting in your twenties, you start noticing a little bit, but, like, once you get to mid-20s, you start realizing, like, I can't sleep in this position or I'll be uncomfortable for two <laughs> yeah. days. Yeah. Or you know? if I sleep in this position, I'll get maybe 30 minutes of sleep and then I'll smother Dude. myself, you know? When I was, like, 19, I would come home <laughs> in the middle of the night and just plop on the living room floor and pull a blanket over me. <laughs> sleep like a baby. I know. I, yeah. I miss that. When I used to spend the night at some friends' houses... Like when you were a kid, you know, the one, the inconsiderate friends when you would, they're like, come spend the night. But then you get there and they don't have any blankets, they don't have any pillows. So you just. That was me. Yeah. You take the extra clothes that you had brought to sleep the night with and you drape them over you like a blanket. And then you fall asleep, but you're okay with it because you're up at five in the morning playing Halo. You know? Yeah, exactly. You just, you stay yeah. up most of the night and you're playing video games or as doing, a, like playing cards or whatever. As an adult, I would hate my life for two weeks straight if I tried to sleep on a floor. Like I can't imagine the pain that would come in my back and in yeah. my joints after that. Yeah. So yeah. dude, you forget to rotate your mattress whenever you clean your sheets and your back starts hurting. Mhm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what Getting made me realize sucks. this though. Like I I started realizing like I had to sleep in certain positions and and have to get a certain amount of sleep after like mid mid 20s, but what really changed my mind is I bought not even a new mattress, just a memory foam mattress topper cuz I had an old like egg crate looking one that was as thin as paper. So I replaced that with a good mattress topper. And I will tell you, I haven't had a bad night of sleep since (laughs) I can't, it's changed my life. Like even if I've only slept for two or three hours, I still get a good deep sleep just because of that one change. Things you didn't, things you didn't appreciate when you were young. Right. Yeah. I don't know. My mattress has like, it's got like a divot in it. Where literally that's the one place I sleep in yeah. and it's just right in the middle and I broke like every spring that. All right. This so it's s- kind of like a nest that just cradles you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put a disclaimer on this. I'm not a rich man. I just have the opportunity to have two different beds to sleep between. Yeah, baby. Ooh. I had a queen. I have a queen size bed that I used to sleep in, but I don't, I'm like, I'm sleeping alone mm-hmm. here. So I sleep on the left side every time. And I did that for so long that I got that divot, which is super uncomfortable because you're not sinking into the bed. You just can't roll over. It's like it's like <laughs> falling into a crevice. It's yeah. not fun. So I had to get like I've never I've never had that happen before. Like I was a kid. I didn't have enough weight to put that into the mattress. <laughs> yeah. Like as a kid, you had a twin size bed. You slept on the same mattress for like 15 years. Two. You never noticed a difference. I, I slept in a I, twin till my feet hung off the, oh, hung off the yeah. end. As yeah, me ad- too, but that was when I was like six. So. <laughs> <laughs> as an adult, I'm getting heavier. You know, I'm past college age, so I don't have the same metabolism. And this divot starting to form was one of the 
most worrying things of my life. It's like, you know, it's all downhill from here, right? You can't even <laughs> yeah. keep a mattress comfortable. Oh, Cameron's got his guitar. He found it. There we go. We're going to have a little bit of... Pick this uh, up in the corner. We're in a yeah. new venue today, that's why. Yeah. So we're going to have a little bit of uh, background music. coffee house jazz. Every now and then. Every now and then. All right. So, yeah. But, yeah. (laughs) I like how you said you're not a rich man, but you have two different beds to choose between. That's like a a rich person (laughs) would say. I'm not a rich man. I choose the one with the duvet sometimes because, you know, I just need that extra bit of weight on top of me. But every now and again, I'll choose the futon just, you know, to have an experience. So why do we automatically, when we try to impersonate a rich person, go to a British accent? I've actually asked this question before, and generally it's because the it's more of an old world money kind of feel. Um, we choose yeah. that because the British used to be the rich people in America were the young upstarts. Where did the yeah. American accent come from? Uh, America. America. <laughs> it's an amalgamation of accents, so it takes a lot of the edge off of other accents that you get. It's, America uh, is just new Brits, right? Yeah, mostly. I mean, I mean well, they're, they're, it's a combo, combination. Jeez, they start combination of a lot of a different. To say accents. America but is in the beginning is very misleading. They're actually mostly German and Irish. Um, yeah, they the well, British started the it, but a lot of the immigrants were German and Irish because they wanted. Uh, religious freedom. That's yeah. why they came over here. And they were oppressed. The Protestant movement started from Martin Luther King in Germany. Native yeah. Americans, Indians, tribesmen. I don't know if Martin Luther. A, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Martin Luther King was a little later. Yeah, yeah. A little Dif- different movement. A little bit of a different movement. Yeah. Just as important. <laughs> Happened in America this time. Yeah. Ray, do you miss anything from being a child? Or do you appreciate anything <laughs> nowadays That's that, a you different didn't appreciate <laughs> than you, that you didn't appreciate when you were a kid? <laughs> Your silence is deafening. Um, sorry. I'm, I'm trying to think about something, and, I mean, not really. Uh, Everything's better now. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is great, a great content. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Everybody, not, just stare at me some more. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> not having the responsibility of bills—that's a good one. I mean, but you do have bills now, though. No, I think that'd so be yeah, more I'm going of a change. Reverse. Yeah, We're going reverse. Yeah, 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 I think that'd be more of a change of expectations. There, no one appreciates bills. They just realize that's something we have to deal with now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I appreciate things like that you don't really notice like when you go to your car and you're like oh yeah i've got like the oil is checked and the tires are checked and everything it's like yeah. dad used to do that yeah. and now it's like yeah, 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 this yeah. is your responsibility now i like, made good my luck. own doctor's and, appointment yeah, exactly yeah. I mean, and it's, <laughs> it's simple things that i see like that yeah. that you don't really see as a child you you're like oh mom and dad did that and then you're like oh i've got to I've got to make that. I've got to do that. And it's like, so more responsibilities. Yeah. And I guess it's not really an appreciation of it. It's just knowing it's more of yours now instead yeah, you, of somebody else's. You make you now. Like it's not, you're not, you're not being made by other people. You're at the point where you make you, you one make the, the decisions. One of the best feelings to me is turning on my car and seeing no lights on the dashboard. That yeah. makes me feel good. <laughs> Mine's had one the last and couple a full days. tank of gas. Oh God! A full tank of gas oh, on the best. Oh, be that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my truck has had the check engine light on since I bought it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it is. It's just a one of those sensors. 
something. Mine's At least like, that's what it was whenever I bought it. Yeah. it so. <laughs> that's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> yeah. It gives well, me I a little mean, comfort. You're a homeowner, right? Like, sure. Did that you know, appreciation come with that? With owning a home? Actually, yeah. That was kind of, it was kind of cool to have something, I don't know, like under my name, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It just felt nice to say that I own a home. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing with like vehicles. Whenever you buy your first vehicle, if it's not the one that like, if your parents bought one for you, if you buy your first vehicle, like you pick it out. That's a big uh, accomplishment. It makes you feel like an adult. Yeah. You're ready I, to conquer the world. I yeah. feel like that's a, like, it's a new stage in your life. Like whenever you start to buy something that's your own and it's like, oh, I have to take care of it now. I have to make sure everything's running right. I have to. And it's yeah. like, not that some teens and like young adults don't have that. It's just you get a little bit more as you approach your 30s or past your 30s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Some things that I appreciate more is just realizing that, um, well, like we were saying, like our parents used to do a lot of stuff for us. So now it, you know, it falls to us. So appreciating what your parents did, but then also just learning more about the rest of the world and, um, appreciating the fact that we had parents that were willing to do those things for us. That's one thing that I appreciate the most now. Yeah. Is that I had both of my parents at home. You know, I had a good stable home life. It wasn't, you know, perfect. No none ever is. But um I appreciate it because it is not easy. It's not as common anymore as it was, you know, in the old days, like maybe in the thirties and forties, there was a lot more stable two parent homes than there are nowadays. Yeah. Single parenthood is very, very prevalent in today's society. So I'm just appreciative of the fact that I had parents and that now, you know, I'm married and I have kids and it, it makes me want to be that for my kids. Yeah. So did you have like family vacations? <clears throat> no, not really. Um, so my dad was into uh, like racing cars and boats and things like that. So we traveled a lot, but it was mainly just to races. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my childhood was spent just going from race to race <laughs> on the weekends <laughs> and stuff, which was cool. You know, I got to be around a lot of really cool, fast cars and boats and things like that. But um, no really big vacations that I remember. Uh, one, the, the first one that I can recall was we went to New Orleans for a weekend and I was in high school. And, um, we thought we were going to get mugged. So that was fun. <laughs> well, you were in New Orleans. After all. <laughs> uh, no, we were walking down the street and, uh, there was a couple of guys started following us. And, uh, then, uh, thankfully we were close to our hotel. So we just went in the hotel, but then, you know, I, then, you know, I, in high school, I started playing basketball <laughs> a lot. So the traveling for that, and we went to Florida for the national tournament for AAU, um, and we were playing basketball at Disney's wide world of sports complex, right? In Disney world, we were staying at a resort that was paid for by the sponsors of the team. That was not very far from Disney world. The only day that we didn't have any games 
it rained all day long. No. So we didn't <laughs> even get to go, <laughs> didn't even get to go to Disney world. That's awful. So, but you know, I realized that's, I got to go play basketball with people that are in the NBA now or playing <laughs> professionally across the globe. That's cool. You know, so that's pretty cool. I do like that you brought up family vacations because that is definitely something that you appreciate more as you get older. Because as Absolutely. a kid, you don't realize the expense, and it's not just the money, but the expense of time that, yeah. that yeah. really your parents are sacrificing. Because as an adult, when you have a job and you're trying to plan on going somewhere, that's a huge deal. Um, but now I've only, you, you get less vacations as an adult, but each one that you take, you really savor the moment while you're there. Right. Uh, cause I've only had, I used to have family vacations fairly regularly, not every year, but like every two to three years I'd have family vacations. Mm -hmm. And then as an adult, we've only had two of them and they, they haven't been like, we would, we would take bigger family vacations. Like, we'd go to Disney World or we'd go to Washington or something like that. Like, they'd be big when I was a kid. But, like, as an adult, we go down to Waco. You know, we're from Louisiana. We go over to Waco or we go over to Galveston. You know, that's a family vacation now. And it's still way better now because you're able to appreciate what's happening around you. You know, you're not just like, yeah. oh, I'm here now. I guess I'll do this thing. Like, you, you understand that your time is limited a lot more. And you yeah. understand the expense that's going into it. It's because yeah. you have more responsibility outside of those vacations. So you're getting a break from those responsibilities. And yeah. as a child, like, we went on vacations a lot. And it was like, you know, you as a parent, you see how, like, how hectic it is. Like, especially, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, you have two kids and my mom and dad had two at the time. So it was like when we went on family vacations, it was like herding cats. Yep. <laughs> Trying to herd cats into a bathtub. But they were like, we wanted to create <laughs> memories that were long lasting, you know, and it's like. And all so, I wanted to do was go with my friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, all we wanted to do was, like, oh, we want to go to Disney World, you know? And they're, like, we want to create something that when you look back on it, you appreciate it, like we were, we were mm -hmm. talking about earlier. And it's, like, you know, it's it's something you look back on fondly. And, I mean, even if you don't really remember all of it, you're, like, you took the time out to to take me to this place or to go on this vacation with me, you know? And it's, like, it it's something that as an adult it, it stuns me that my parents did it like i mean not mm. that <laughs> i love my parents and i think the world of them but it just the responsibility as an adult i, I just don't know how you find the time and yeah you know that's i mean and i don't have kids so yeah that's, that's the thing a, is you don't find the time per se you have to make the time yeah it becomes an actual sacrifice yeah like you are giving something up to make it happen yeah. well and it becomes intentional as well yeah. Like you have to plan for it. You have to do it on purpose. You don't just accidentally, you know, luck into something like that. Mm -hmm. You have to plan for it. You have to save up money to be able to afford it, you know, or you can put it on your credit card and, just, you know, <laughs> that's a whole different Somebody topic. else will pay but, for it. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> or you'll pay for it 30 years down the road. But no, it's intentional. You have to plan for it. What, uh, what kind of vacations did you guys go on, Cameron? Or did you go on? Any memorable ones that you appreciate nowadays? Hawaii. There's nice. two big trips to Hawaii that I remember the most. <laughs> My grandpa always brings up this story <laughs> whenever we talk about Hawaii. I went in the ocean, and it was my first time in the ocean, and I went underneath, and I came up, and I was spitting out the water, like, blah, blah, blah. I said, who put all the salt in here? <laughs> <laughs> and my grandpa just died laughing. And like, he told it at church one time. Oh. He, just, he always brings it up. It's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the trip that I remember the most was we went to Tennessee, and we were we were swimming in the 
like the creeks that run through the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's always like chilly there and we had to go somewhere. So we were like, Oh, we'll dry off, you know? (laughs) So I'm sitting on a rock and the rock's slippery and I slip into the water and my dad grabs me by my arm and my pants go whoop down the stream (laughs) and he's all trying to pick me up out of the water. I'm like, no, no, no. And there's people over and like, <laughs> like two, two or three like rocks down. They're like, "Hey, are y'all okay?" And I'm like, "Don't come over here! <laughs> don't come over here! You'll get a surprise you don't want." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, that's one memory I'll never forget." Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for helping hey, it's me create a memory, this. man. You yeah. got to tell that story. Yeah, it's memorable. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. It's funny looking back on it. You're like, yeah. he's trying to pick you up out of the water. You're like stop like he's like why i'm like i ain't got no pants on (laughs) (laughs) oh he's like oh my bad (laughs) i remember in hawaii there's this place called the toilet bowl and i think it's closed down now but it was this spot just off the ocean on these rocks that it was a hole in the ground and it had a couple tunnels that went through it underneath the rock platform that was between it and the ocean Mm -hmm. and all these channels so the tide would come in and the bowl would fill up and the tide would go out and the bowl would go down people would go in there and just ride it up and down and up and down but some people would try to go in those little the tunnels the channels or whatever and try to make it through to the ocean and a couple people died uh yeah 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 Yeah. but generally really horrifying yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was expecting it from the beginning (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. because i know i would probably be one of those people trying to go (laughs) yeah i don't know i would the reason i brought it up because i was thinking what's What's something that you used to do when you were younger that today you're like, oh, geez, (laughs) oh God, why did I do that a lot? And how did I survive? Yeah, there's a lot of things. Yeah, because like nowadays that toilet bowl, I would give it a second thought, but I think I would still do it. But back then, I just jumped right in. (laughs) Just like, it's a giant hole of water. I always had that fear. Like I've I've never been next to water and thought, you know, there's nothing under this. There's no current. There's no sticks or trees that might stab me if I jump in or. Mm beast that will bite my leg off or parasites that fear has always been present to me <laughs> talking yeah. about that though when we went to was it Kasachi? Uh, we would jump off those rocks and like into the water i mean and it's it was brown when i say it was like not see-through at all it yeah. you could not see what you were jumping into <laughs> and we were just like diving off of it and it's like we never thought hey there might be a stick down there or yeah, you know, an animal or rocks. Nah, like alligators. Never, never crossed our mind. We were just like, jump in the water. Yeah, like what? The ocean. The ocean. The ocean's one of those things that, like, I slowly got more and more afraid of it. The more I began to consider it, <laughs> it <was laughs> the like, more you, the more you think about the ocean. If you're stuck in the middle of the ocean with nothing but you, you don't know what's like twenty feet below you. That's Could be the size of a building with yeah. teeth and a tongue. And, I couldn't go into. Or could be watching you. It couldn't even be hungry. You'd probably just be watching. It you. could have teeth and no tongue. That's yeah. even scarier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have a face not even but no eyes. If it's got no tongue, it's not even going to taste you first. It's yeah. just going to bite you. <laughs> you could you could even <laughs> be fun. like that guy who got literally consumed by a whale um, earlier this year. It was and a guy it, or a girl? I thought it was, it was a girl. I think it was a guy that was diving. Might and be then, two different ones. Yeah. Well, yeah. He did. He got spit up eventually, but I couldn't imagine. Yeah, fact check being that, right? in one place mm. and then suddenly being in a monster's mouth and not knowing if you're going to live for the next couple, like having it's no terrifying. agency, yeah. just waiting to die or live. Yeah. I, at my cousin's house, I was at my cousin's house and we used to go on the roof. We used to ride a bike 
from it to the pool and there was like oh god probably like three to four feet of concrete Nah, probably not that there was, there, was, there was a bit of concrete that was <laughs> it was kind of dicey we used to do that all the time now that i think back on it it scares the caca out of me <laughs> uh <clears throat> at the house we have we have a pool in the backyard and i used to invite one of my best friends over and we would jump off the week we had a jacuzzi and there was like yeah, probably about four foot of concrete and we would jump from there and then we were like that's not that's not good enough, not good enough. Yeah. So <laughs> we would jump off the roof <laughs> we would jump off the roof which sorry mom and dad if you are listening you know just <laughs> it happened uh and it was like no big deal we were just like yeah jump off the roof that's like 12 foot away <laughs> yeah yeah that's fine just jump yeah i, I I don't know where this fearlessness came from for you guys. Uh, like, I had my own bouts of fearlessness, but it was never jumping off things or ooh. dealing with water. The, I've seen too many videos where people jump off of something and barely clear the concrete or the rocks below. Oh, yeah, you know? it was usually the peer pressure from the other people. Yeah, yeah. one like, person would go, "Hey, we should jump off the roof," and then you'd be like, "No, that's stupid." And he's like, "What are you, chicken?" Like no, no, and then you would do it. <laughs> no, teenagers. The closest, the closest <laughs> I've ever been to this kind of fearlessness is running barefoot through the woods. You know, Dude, that's yeah, that's scary that's too. the closest yeah. I've been to fearlessness. But I used to have like I used to run barefoot everywhere, and then I stepped on a couple pieces of glass. It didn't just happen one time. And uh, I have a scar to this day. I probably should have gotten stitches for it. And then I thought to myself, maybe I should start wearing shoes out here. Yeah. You should have got maybe. bit by a snake. A, sh- a what? A snake. <laughs> a snake. That's a snake. A, a snake. A snake. You know, I don't think most of your shoes are going to stop the more dangerous snakes. I mean, I think they'll still get you. No, they'll just get your leg. Yeah. Which is too. even more dangerous because you're definitely going to lose the foot if it's poisonous enough. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the woods, you're going to be wearing is a it venomous? woodsy shoe. Poisonous is poisonous if, if you eat it. Venomous eat it. is venomous. Okay, it all right. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> no, that's just. That's, I knew that. I was. I'm just not correcting to... you. I'm just. I'm just like saying that's an <laughs> back, interesting back factoid. <laughs> no, that, you definitely uh, were correcting me. Okay. <laughs> well, you're dumb, and you need to go back to school. So probably so. I'm not going to disagree <laughs> with you there. <laughs> How would you rate your fearlessness on a scale of one to ten when you were 18 versus now? No, uh, 15 versus now. 15 versus now on a scale of one to 10. Your fearlessness. So fearlessness. Um, when I was 15, probably in mm, 10 nine. being fearless. Yeah. Zero being. I would say it'd be a nine because there was a little bit of reservation there, but not much. Now it's not more fearless, I guess. It's just more of like aware of the consequences. So I would say probably like a four. I would say still like seven because I, as a child, I still thought about the consequences of my action, which <laughs> seems to be a rarity after listening to all of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would have put myself at an eight. Yeah, but as an adult, definitely a four, maybe even a three. Dude. I'm <laughs> yes. way too cautious. Our yeah. numbers are very similar. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I went from an eight to a four. Let's see. Ray, probably a ten. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Whenever I met you is when I used, I did the stupidest thing. So Sorry. Yeah. You know, I mean... <laughs> That wasn't at 15, I don't think, but so it was probably at 10. It was, I didn't really think about anything. <laughs> and then now I'm probably like, yeah, four. I'll, I think about most stuff. Like, I don't even really speed anymore. Like, no, that's another I, thing. I, that's one thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah. We used to drive over 100 miles an hour on the regular. Wee. On the regular. I've always been scared of that. But now, like, just being more cautious. Sorry, I kind of like jumped on your. Oh thing. no, you're yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, but like, we used to drive in and out of traffic. I mean, we would 
like weave through it and it's like but now it's like oh you know that's that's probably not smart yeah like, let's not do that i want to ask without telling the exact stories but i want to ask after your couple of experiences is that what changed your mind you're talking about the motorcycle well thing? it's several experiences that i'm thinking of one of them does involve a motorcycle uh the motorcycle didn't really i think it was the one <laughs> I think it was, was the, it the one. Pole? Yeah, <laughs> I think the one I, was I think that's of. the one where I was like, uh, you know, probably dumb to do all this anymore. But I still didn't stop. Then it was just kind of like more, like it was a step in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> what was the story with the pole? Do you want to share it? Uh, so we were riding home from after church. We went and ate, and this was a common occurrence. And we would kind of ride home together because we lived close. Yeah, and we would always like you know be stupid and kind of uh-huh. trail each other and it it was raining a little bit and i was in a uh, ford f-150 and it was oh, no not a pole it's a sign it's a sign it's a street it was sign. a sign no, that's what it was yeah. uh, i was concerned i was curious about like what pole i don't no, remember no. It, it was a sign but <laughs> yeah i remember this now. so <laughs> might as well have been a pole we, with it to your truck <laughs> we, we we were kind of like riding and you know i i went to go around this corner and the corner was wet and the back end of the truck got a little squirrely and it started fishtailing and I was like oh I've got it you know so I I cranked it to the the right and then I let I did it to the left again and it started spinning and I was like oh crap and then I heard and I see this sign fly out in front of me and I was like oh look cool a sign and I was like oh the side of my truck (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is this is why I wasn't very smart I was right behind him by the way in my truck and I was just like oh my god no He just went but in the median, hit this sign, and spun around. I am glad that sign was there because I would have been in that trailer. Yeah, yeah, it would have sure. been real bad. So, thank you for the sign there. The sign and a the literal, other side a of literal the sign you for your yeah. life. It was <laughs> yes, it and was. I still didn't listen to it. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, we went by. Uh, so I followed him to his house because uh, it's on the way to my house where I was living, and uh, we parked his truck. And there was looked underneath it and there was just mud everywhere. <laughs> so we hopped in my truck and went back by where the sign was, where it happened. And there's cops everywhere. There's people outside. And I'm just driving by. I was like, hey, is everything okay? And they're like, yeah, somebody hit the sign. It's and like, that's just so left. weird. I was like, man, what, what kind of idiot would do that? <laughs> yeah, don't see. Yeah. So we were actually going to go pick up the sign. That's the whole reason we went there. Mm-hmm. We were going to take it as a souvenir. And uh, they no. had that sign back up real quick. They though. did. Mm-hmm. They actually paved over most of that yeah. area after that. So, <laughs> so I like to think that I created a safer improved area. The public <laughs> works of our city. Yes. Yeah. You're welcome. You're so. welcome for running into that sign. I'd do it again. <laughs> so. No, uh, but the motorcycle one didn't really. I mean, it made me more cautious a little bit, but. It wasn't really my fault, in my opinion. No, it there wasn't. was nothing I could have done about it. So it wasn't like if I would have been popping wheelies and like fell off or something stupid like that, it would have it would have been like, oh, yeah, this was my fault. But how it happened, like he came over in my lane and there was no I mean, there was no way to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like it, that's why I still ride. I mean, there's no there was no fix for that situation. There wasn't like, oh, if I would have done, it was like, no, nah, no, nah, that was just a freak accident. It, yeah. it could happen again. And I like like the essence of that story was someone almost ran over me, so that's why I still ride. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Can't be scared. Well, grab the bull no, by wait. the horns. <laughs> if he would have been in a car, it would have been the same situation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they would have still it, hit him. And it might have even been worse if you were. I mean, well, maybe I don't no. know. No. It it was 
It was no, because uh, if you were in a car, you definitely wouldn't have gone sliding across the ground. I'm pretty sure a rubber a tire point. to the face is a lot worse than a rubber tire over your roof. It depends. Yeah, I had a helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good point though. You may have gone into the ditch when he hit you in the car and flipped. So yeah, and I mean, I think about that like sometimes, and it's like you know there there wasn't really anything to do on that, and I mean it's been what eight nine years so. Yeah. a little tangent, um, but you were talking about something flipping over you while you're in the ditch. That's only happened to me one time. You remember when everybody used to ride bikes? Mm-hmm. Um, I had an accident with somebody who I was riding bikes with as a kid, and then I went off into this deep culvert. So it was enough for me to do a flip, and I landed on my back, and my bike just came falling out of the sky right on top of me. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was a great experience. Like about bicycles? Yeah. I couldn't yeah. imagine doing that in a vehicle, though, Like, because there's that... That moment of like this is happening, and I can't do anything about it. Yeah, and I couldn't imagine having that in a car. Yeah, like, I don't know. The funniest thing about the that night was the cop looked at me and he was like, "How did you get your leg out from underneath it?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "I just kind of saddled it." And he was like, "What?" And I was like, um, "Yeah." I was like, "I picked up my leg and I put it on the other side." He was like, "Do you know how fast a bike falls?" And I was like, not very. I was like, it wasn't, it, it seemed like forever. And he was like, kid, he was like, you had like milliseconds to pull your leg over. Right. He was like, yeah. if not, it would have landed on your leg and you probably wouldn't be able to use your right leg. Every yeah. wreck that I've ever had. <laughs> and I was crazy. like, um, yeah, I was like, I just, it slowed down. Like it felt like forever. Damn. And I felt it wobble and I went to save it and I was like. You know what? I was like, there's no safe in this. So I literally took the leg that was on the side that was going to hit the ground, and I threw it over the other one, and I just wrote it down. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the effects of adrenaline. Everything <laughs> slows down, and you get to do stuff really it's fast. Like Remember that, that lady that scene. lifted the car off of her two kids? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was Dude, I watched a video. Ago. I watched a video. It was on a, uh, a like a little uh, baby monitor camera, uh-huh. and these two little boys were playing in the bedroom. And uh, one of them was like three and the other one was maybe one and a half or so. And the uh, they were climbing up the front of the dresser and it fell on the little boy, the little one and a half year old. And the little three year old, he might have been four, but he picked it up so his brother could get out from under it. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just picked it up and the little kid got out from under it and it was just like, dang, that's a strong little kid. Would you call these things divine intervention? Possibly. Or physical processes. I think it's a built-in thing that we got from, you know, our design that allows us in moments of crisis to it, do these things. Especially yeah. when you're, like, talking about, like, a mother and a child. Like, it. I mean, it's literally mom strength. You know, it's like you you do everything in your power to save your child. And, yeah. it, I mean, I think that's a built-in kind of... Is mom strength supernatural? Or is it just adrenaline? I think it's just adrenaline. I mean... It might be. It it could be. It depends on I'm, the situation. Because I mean, like picking up a car is that's that's divine. You know, it's like that's not any adrenaline that I've ever seen. Like, yeah. I wonder how sore she was for the next oh few God, days. You had to be. <laughs> Has and you're not here doing their legs. The doms are hitting, baby. <laughs> doms Has everybody are here in. had that experience though? Like that that spike of adrenaline in a moment of like a wreck or something yeah. bad happening. Mm-hmm. So my question would be. It always happened the instant, like, the bad thing was a certainty, right? Not right before when you were really worried about it. Like, 
it was for you is when your wheel started to wobble, right? Yeah, started, like it was, everything started to slow down. Yeah. Have, yeah. Has it happened to you, Gareth? Or? I think so, probably. Pro- but not probably. any specific memories. Nothing that for I you? can think of right off the bat. No. What about you, Cameron? Yeah, I, uh, I ended up backwards on the freeway one time because I was on the exit lane. I was in like dead stop traffic for a, a little bit, and then I finally got to my exit, and it was clear, so I speeded up to like forty five, fifty. And uh, a car cut me off, so I went around it. I ended up spinning around and hitting the semi's wheel as he was coming forward. Like, I was spinning, and the nose caught the wheel. And it went like that. Did he drag you under? Uh, he was he was just, like, barely starting to roll forward. So I he, got you. it stopped him, I, I think, or he hit the brakes or whatever. But it was, like, in that moment, like, when I was spinning around, I could, it seemed like it was slow motion. But then as soon as every, everything stopped... Like all of a sudden, I could feel my heart pounding, yeah. pounding, 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 and like I couldn't move for a couple seconds, and I was just staring ahead with my mouth open. Like, I think I think I you don't. I didn't know. I've had an experience where my brother. I got in a wreck with my brother. We got hit by going a girl going fifty miles an hour, and she hit right in front of the driver's side, like mm-hmm. right where the the weld on the door starts. So almost yeah. killed my brother. <laughs> um, but lifted us into the air, and while we were spinning, like you said, we were spinning. I had some Skittles that I had in my hand <laughs> that I had, and I had just unbuckled my seatbelt too. So that was a great experience. Yeah. Cause I, I tied my shoes and I picked my Skittles up when I tied my shoes and I was going to fly back out of in. the bag and I grab them Dude, one by one. <laughs> I felt like I could, it was so slow. I could see each individual Skittle coming out and there was a moment where they were spread out like in the air. They hadn't hit anything and I could yeah. see all of them. Like I couldn't feel anything about myself. It's just the external became, my whole world yeah, like there was yeah. no internal experience happening and i just it was it was in the moment though like yeah. where she hit us it wasn't when we saw her coming for that split second it was as soon as she touches the truck and you know it's a certainty your body just like or my body was just like the spike happened you know yeah, yeah. did did it's, you feel calmer after like after like immediately after yeah, like no <laughs> no like did you Okay, in your situation, like, both of y'all got in a wreck. When you got out of the car, were you nicer to the person than you expected? Uh, the guy who cut me off, he drove up right behind me, and, like, I could see him in the windshield because I was facing the other way. Yeah. And he was just, like, he had <laughs> stuck his head out the window. He was just like, bro, you didn't hit me. I didn't hit you, so I'm just going to go. Oh, and my I was God. Just like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, thanks, man. <laughs> and I was still frozen there, and I was just like, and he said it again. I was just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I finally snapped out of it. I was just like, hold on, hold on. And then police came and, yeah. Yeah. But, like, right after, it, I was, it was just, like, a moment of terror, I guess. I think yeah. afterwards I was calm. I have a calm demeanor. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. I think it just balanced out. Yeah. I don't think anger has ever been my go-to after having an experience like that. Like, it's just, like. The proce- processing that just happened, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you're talking to the other person. You're not thinking, "How's this person going to screw me over?" You're just like thinking, "Wow, well, I just survived just, that." We both just got into a wreck. Yeah, this just happened. I don't know what was going through your head. I definitely don't know what was going through my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a, so thinking about, it, I've had a couple of situations like that. When I was in, uh, I was doing property management. I was uh, responsible for like sixty units or so, apartments, uh, different buildings, and things like that. One of the tenants, I get home, my wife was uh, pregnant with our first child at the time. And she was, of course, sick because she was pregnant. (laughs) So we're going home and I'm passing by one of the apartment buildings and I see like a bunch of people up on the balcony of the second floor. I was like, what is going on up there? 
And uh, so we park in the parking lot and there's people coming downstairs and I look up and some, there's two dudes are just fighting. One of them is one of the tenants. Then they're just throwing hands. And so one person that knows me as the property manager manager sees me in the parking lot and is like, Hey, I'm so sorry. We tried to get him to stop drinking. He wouldn't. And I was just like, okay, I'm going up the stairs to go confront the situation. The neighbor tenant comes out with a taser, tases a dude in the neck. (laughs) I'm just like, oh my God. (laughs) Whoa. And things just went from zero to a hundred real quick. So nice. Yeah. So I go up there. I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Because they were about to like throw down even more. She had a taser. She's probably going to take a few of them out. (laughs) And (laughs) she's already proven she's willing to use it. So I was like, ma'am, I looked at all the other people and I was like, wait, stop. I looked at her and I said, ma'am, I am so sorry this has happened right now. Please go back inside. I will come talk to you in a minute. I have to deal with this situation. Please go back inside. I'll come talk to you. I'm so sorry. She said, this is not acceptable. I said, I understand. I'm so sorry. Please go inside. He's like, I can't deal with this situation if you're still out here with your taser. <laughs> you're just going around tasing people. Yeah. We can't so have her for backup. Yeah. I, well, you know. At least take her taser. So, I go and I talk and I said, I looked at the, the friends that were there and I was like, get that guy inside. I was like, he's too drunk to be outside. Obviously get him inside. And then the girlfriend that was actually the original tenant that let him move in with her, which was a bad idea. But, uh, she comes out and she's talking to him. She's like, I'm so sorry. He normally doesn't drink like this. And it's like, I don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> I said that to her. I was like, yeah. I, I don't believe you. Cause this has happened a couple of times where y'all have had parties and he's kind of been a little reckless and, uh, uh, nothing to that extent before, but I was like, look, I can't, I can't stick up for you here. Like, I'm sorry. I have mm-hmm. to report this. Another tenant got involved. There's people, you know, there was a taser involved. Like there's a confrontation. I can't, I have to report this. I can't do anything for you. I was like, I'm sorry. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the ownership of this place is going to do, but I have to report it. Yeah. Like, for your sake, I would have a really long talk with him when he's sober. So, and, uh, but after that, like walking back down the stairs, after everything got calmed down, I went and talked to the lady and she would calm down. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to report it. Please understand. I just got back in, in, uh, in town. Um, I'm sorry that this has happened. We're going to handle the situation. And she had calmed down some, she had put her taser away. <laughs> and <laughs> so walking back down the stairs though to the car i started shaking like during the entire situation i was calm i was really like shockingly calm shocked myself how calm that i was during the situation but afterwards i started shaking because it was so amped up and i got back in the car and i could barely hold onto the steering wheel because i was shaking so bad and my chest was pumping so hard did your hands get cold probably i don't know they were shaking so bad i couldn't i don't know I've had it where I've had it come but, down from adrenaline to my hand. Yeah. Just like all the, the warmth just comes out of my hands and I'm just. Yeah. It was, it was weird because it was after the whole situation was over that I started shaking. And I've had multiple situations kind of like that because there's been multiple uh, parties and things like that. I've had to break up at, uh, when I was managing properties, but it was every time it was afterwards that I was shaking like that Yeah, where it would hit me. But in the moment I was calm. So it was weird. I think that's what it's for, though, right? It's to allow you to handle the moment you yeah. go into overdrive. Yeah. And then it allows you to yeah. process things very quickly and, and handle whatever needs to be handled. 
Yeah. Then afterwards, your body has to recover. Mm. Yeah, because it's putting way too much. <laughs> I don't normally work this hard. Right. Yeah. You guys remember when I did the play for the kids' church? I think so. Yeah. yeah the the old guy with the oh, Bernie yeah. Sanders accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, rehearsing lines with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that adrenaline rush, like it hits you. I I don't think it's on the stage, but like as as I'm walking up the day of, leading up to the actual show standing behind curtain waiting to come out like it's all really like it's worse and worse and worse and worse up until the, the build point. up yeah up until the point where i walked out on stage and then it was just like i just did what i had rehearsed even i have like horrible stage fright you know? yeah and i don't know it was that same adrenaline where it's like i was shaky and my heart was pumping fingers were numb. I've, I've had the opposite experience on stage where everything slows down but my brain is also processing all the thoughts it shouldn't be like what are people saying what am i looking like <laughs> like it's all yeah, slow yeah. but i'm also doing terrible like i'm overthinking every little thing that i'm doing yeah yeah i used to have that so like i for those that don't know if anyone outside of our church listens to this uh <laughs> i'd sing at the church so for the first few times yeah, it was that thing of like nervous and I still get kind of nervous sometimes if it's something new or something different than we normally do. Um, but for the most part, I've done it enough to where those nerves aren't really there a whole lot. But then like if if I'm asked to sing a solo, yeah, it's way different. They're a just whole hiding new level. and they come back, huh? Yeah, they're dormant until something changes or something where I'm put in the spotlight. But I've done enough of them now to where like even for the solo things, it's not as bad. So I don't have like all those thoughts of, Oh God, how's this going? Is this going good? It's just more of like letting go of it and just letting it happen. And then afterwards, um, you know, overthinking everything. You hope someone didn't record it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Always. I just make sure I never get in those situations. Yeah. <laughs> Ray just disappears from society. So yep. no one asks him to do anything ever. Yeah. Just avoiding the situation completely yep. is the best way to handle it. Yep. So it's always been my plan. I'm <laughs> doing pretty good so far. He's the Patrick star bikini bottom. <laughs> you guys can go back to your 14 year old selves and say three words to them. What would it be? Take old bitties. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and what would that provide for that person? Shock. Um, hopefully shock so that I would change my ways. Yeah. Probably that's all I want to be take. the guy who goes back in time and says tig old bitties to myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I became. Uh, that's what I became. Uh, change everything. So that alone would be enough to change your whole perspective Honest, on honestly, no, probably think, be like i'm not gonna change a thing yeah you'd <laughs> yeah. just be I like well, cool <laughs> i don't think like, three words could do it i don't think there's no any three words in life that could change a 14 year old's mind i've got three sorry nike just do it <laughs> sorry that's four just do no. it no oh just he was do, saying okay. sorry just do it, nike. Sorry, nike. Just, do it. <laughs> just do it what would you say to yourself cameron this was your question. You should have something ready. <laughs> yeah. <Right> now, huh? <laughs> What's in the that tank? Would have been a good idea. Uh, but I don't think I have three words. One of them is hyphenated, so it might count. I have four words. Cheating. Cheater. Mm, cheater. Shut up and listen. <laughs> Shut up and listen. That and would then, be what I would say. And then your fourteen-year-old self would go, "Okay, I'm not listening to you." Oh, that's oh, what yeah, my fourteen-year-old self would oh, say. Okay. You just say, "Shut up, <laughs> comma, listen." Yeah, hey, that's a good point. Fourteen-year-old brain would shut off. As soon as you said shut up, it wouldn't even listen to the listen <laughs> part. Yeah, exactly. My, It'd just be 
Shut up. No, so, I'm not shutting up. I'm not shutting up. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the Nacho Libre response. I'm not listening to you. You believe in science. <laughs> <laughs> Was it believe in science or don't believe in science? I think I it's think you don't believe in yeah, science I, because uh, the skinny it. dude is saying it to Nacho, Nacho Libre. Libre yeah. Nacho Libre. Ignacio. Yes, that's his name, Ignacio. Ignacio. Sometimes oh, no. you just have to sit in a room and wear stretchy pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good movie, man. Anyway, 15, what was yours? Yeah, what's yours? What are you saying to yourself? 2006, 2007. It's half your life ago. Invest in Uber. That's what I was thinking. Like, go back to your younger self and just be like, invest in Apple. Just yeah. do it. Well, it's too yes. late for Apple. At I would have point. invested. <laughs> in I was going to say Apple or Google. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's already late. Buy Bitcoin. But Uber hasn't come out yet. So buy Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin. Yeah, buy Bitcoin. <laughs> I thought, That's still two words, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> just buy say Bitcoin. buy Disney, bruh. Bitcoin, and then disappear. Mm. Buy Disney, comma Bitcoin. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Using Cameron's analogy. Just, <laughs> just have a huge hyphen in it at work. <laughs> Invest in the way. Wait, what? What is that? It's like, hey, man, who are you? Get away from me. No, in my case, I think I would understand immediately who I was because there's not oh, well. many people that are as tall as me. In the, our area. Maybe invest in Amazon. When we were 14 years old, it was still kind of when they were selling books, right? Yeah. I think so. And like little knickknacks, things like that. Yeah. Which they still do, but. They just don't care to tell anybody anymore. <laughs> like, get all of your things from us. <laughs> Everything. It's a little terrifying. A little. But we've talked about that. In the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so I don't think so. None of us would go back and try to change ourselves emotionally. We would just try to improve our financial situation. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Gareth Gareth would be the one to say shut up. I, know, I think yeah. I would try to change myself emotionally first, but it would take more than three words. Yeah. I, well, I don't know how I could do it in just three words. Well, my thing is like I, I overthink stuff very like a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's like if somebody told me like just do it at 14, I'd be like maybe he's right. You know, like maybe yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I should it look like me, maybe. If someone told me how to live my life when I was 15, I would <laughs> But I, I, but I overthought stuff <laughs> to the point to. where I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I would yeah. stop myself from doing stuff because it's like this is a dumb ideal. And it's like yeah. Yeah. You can already. Why not? Unless it, it was something really dumb. Yeah, unless to it was do. a really dumb ideal, and then I was like, "Absolutely, let's, let's go for it." That's why I think it would backfire because your fourteen-year-old self would be like, "So do the stupid thing more." Right. Okay, right. I would come I up with stupider because you wouldn't know that you were yeah. already going to do that when you go to do it. You would just remember, just do it, and then Gareth would be like, "Hey, let's go skinny dipping off of a fifty-foot cliff." You're like, "Yeah, well, it. my older self should just do it, so I no, might as well. My 15-year-old I mean. self would be like, instead of going skinny dipping off the cliff, I would say, let's jump off the cliff and try to take our clothes off before we hit the water. <laughs> You're like, I'm game. <laughs> See how good we are yeah. at that. Let's throw some obstacles. Yeah, let's just make this even more of a challenge than it needs to be. I don't, what could you make, what could you say to make a 14-year-old appreciate the things that you appreciate now? <laughs> no, it takes more than exactly. three words. Nothing. That's why I would say shut up and listen because I had such formed opinions on things when I was younger. Like I knew exactly what I thought about whatever. And then, you know, over the past like 10 years, I've, I've challenged myself in my opinions and I've changed a lot. I've grown up a lot. I started actually thinking about things before doing them for one. That's a huge difference. So, and then just not being so fast to speak, but 
being quick to listen and slow to speak. Sometimes I'm not very good at it still, but just listening to other people and what they have to say and then speaking what I think about it, but also allowing their opinion to kind of infect me and be like, Hey, how do I really feel about this? I yeah. think what they it. said, can I let that sink in? Why do they think that way? What has caused them to think that way? Is it really like if they have a differing opinion than me, is it really that far fetched <clears throat> or, you know, just really absorbing information and trying to think about it and process it and change my own, allowing myself to challenge my own opinions. That's why I would say shut up and listen. I, I think that's a problem with a lot of people though. I mean, they, they base their opinion on what they think they know and won't, won't allow other opinions in. So it's like once they, once they get an opinion, it's like, this is mine and this is never going to change. And it's like, if you never change, you never learn. Well, yeah. it'd be like a uh, game of Thrones. You just have to say, you know, nothing you know nothing yeah you don't know that's nothing. one thing that and bringing it back full circle it's one thing i appreciate about being older is that i do now try to listen to other people's opinions i'm a little wiser now in that trying to listen to everybody's opinion and not just discounting it because it's different than mine you know i think that's harder than it seems though because even it at, is even at our age we don't consciously do it but i think we use what we perceive as our new open-mindedness to still protect the things that we think. Yes, absolutely. Like we go, well, I've considered it, but yeah, no, there's things that like, I'm not great at challenging myself, but I try to do it. At least I'm more open to it. I'm more open to other people's opinions, but still at the end of the day, it's their opinion. I have my own opinions. I'm going to challenge them. But if I don't see anything worthwhile of changing my opinion, then I'm not going to change it. Yeah, I like to challenge at the high school level. I don't want to do an Olympic level challenge <laughs> for my ideas. Like collegiate, maybe. But is you this know. your way to segue into the Olympics? Absolutely. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> during the recording of this podcast, the Olympics are happening. I'm saying how. So we've actually we've been going about for an hour now. Yeah. So it's getting kind of close to wrapping up. We don't want to go too long. Yeah. Good luck to Dong Dong out there. Good luck to Dong Dong. The Chinese Olympic athlete. Hey, man, he's been to three Olympics. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Aside from his name, he's actually a really good athlete. Yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with his name. Tram- trampolines yeah, are hard, dong man. Dong. I went to, I went no, to they're that. actually really soft and stretchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you done walked right into that one. <laughs> Anyway, jumped right in. More like <laughs> I went to one of those jumper parks, and there was one of those professional trampolines with the ledges and everything. Yeah, it's hard. It's harder yeah. than it looks. It's it scary. At least. It's more difficult. It goes back to my fearlessness. You being know, what, a you bore. know what surprises <laughs> me about the people who do trampoline though is they have biceps. Like you're using your legs. Why yeah. is your upper body still stronger than mine? <laughs> <laughs> That's it, it's an entire full body workout. Yeah, because you have to use your arms to kind of like. Help and throw yeah. yourself and exactly. your launch and control and it's more Ooh. of a core workout than you would expect going back to the original topic one thing that i appreciate now more than i did when i was a kid is the church and my relationship with god in general yeah because when i was younger it was i mean i've just always gone to church and it was more of a chore at some point and all the messages were just in one ear out the other yeah i mean i got all the principles down but as i grew older it was like all that stuff became more important 
as my mortality began to <laughs> creep in, you know, <laughs> I was just like, wait, as I march can't... closer to death, I yeah. think about God more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> His face I'm becomes home. clearer, yeah. more pain and suffering. So I the endure. darker things get, the lighter the light gets. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I don't know. I've always thought about death since I was little. And then that explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. And, and I have, but as I get older, I think about it. It just gets more scary, I guess. And what was the first time that you remember thinking about death? When I was in the hospital, <laughs> when I was nine. Yeah. Was what happened? Yeah. I had Guillain-Barre. It's just like super bad disease. I'll spare the details for another episode. But uh, yeah, I almost died. But ever since then, I've just like thought about like, Now it makes I a could, lot more sense. I can yeah. die. I can die. I can yeah. die. It could die at any moment. But even then, I still ignored it when I was 18. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you have a fear of dying before you left any kind of legacy? Because that's I, what I had coming through high school going into college. I didn't have a fear of dying until I had Claire. Really? Yeah. Until your wife had Claire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Claire. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, just church and God. It just helped me. It helps me cope yeah. with all that. I'm I'm definitely more appreciative of that as well. And the the relationships that you have through the church, the sense of community, the willingness to allow them to help you with things. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Well, that could be a dark topic, Nathan. (coughs) When did you first think about death? Well, you know, when when that's our next episode. (laughs) When someone says, I thought about death a lot, what they mean is I obsessed about death a little bit, you know? And why is that? Because I can say, I used to never fear the, like, just as an example, I, I don't even know if I've talked about this on this podcast before, but I used to never fear the dark. I didn't fear dark things, evil things, anything like that. Until one random moment in my life, when I was around nine or 10, I read a graphic novel about Dracula. We did talk about oh, this. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. from that moment forward, I started to fear the night like I never had before. <laughs> yeah. And it was an obsession for a few years. Yeah. So, to hear someone say, I used to think about that a lot, it means to me there was an inciting incident or something or some situation that brings that on, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, like in, in his case, it was being in the hospital and actually almost dying. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever, you ever, what was the moment that caused you to start really thinking about death, Ray? <laughs> it's an intense question. Yeah. I, Do you think about it? Yeah. Um, I just came back from the Mojave Desert. <laughs> I don't think I really want to get into it, but... Um, okay. There is an inciting incident. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. We're not going to talk about that, though. Okay. Um, That's fair. I, I, I've i never really feared death, though. Like, I've never... I. It sounds morbid, but it's like... I don't feel like there's... Like, Claire. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like there's a reason that... Like, if I were to pass away, it's kind of like, eh. <laughs> I know that sounds morbid <laughs> and dark, but it's kind of like, eh. I'll say yeah. as a single person, like not having any like uh, romantic Ties. relations, I do. There are moments where I think about like I'm faced with the reality. Like if my brother died or if my mom died or my dad died, like it becomes there. There are certain things that will happen where that becomes like a real permanent thought. Like it, it, it affects you. Yeah. Like not so yeah. for like if they weren't here, but if they. You actually consider that they actually died. And I, I feel like that's, like with us, it's more about other people. Yeah. It's 
it's not about you so much. It's like, what happens when this person passes away or this person passes away? You know, it's like it, it, it never like self reflects. Yeah. In my opinion, like when you're single and you're kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, but you think about your parents, your, your child. I like, think that just speaks to our lack of ambition. Yeah, maybe I, there are yeah. people who think, what if my legacy didn't yeah. per- persevere? What if I don't achieve those things I went for? Me and Ray are just like, you know, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Die, whatever. Man. It dies. <laughs> Dreams die. <laughs> yeah. They do die, you know, or even for people who achieve them, those dreams, I think those dreams really die before you even achieve them and they change. They become other dreams. Yeah. Do you adjust based upon your life experience? Yeah. Well, are we talking about a dream or a goal? I mean, because a goal changes as you get older because your goal is... Dreams are goals. Isn't that the The same thing? No, a dream is is something you don't feel like you could ever accomplish, in my opinion. I think that's a slightly different explanation than what most people consider dreams, but I get where you're coming from. Like a dream is like, oh, I want to do this such and such, and it's like a a goal is like, I can achieve that. A dream is the end goal. That's why they call it the Olympic dream, man. Those people are living their dream. Yeah, but I mean, how many people actually get to go to it? Exactly. Yeah. You see, and it's it's an unachievable it's goal. Not, it's not it's an unlikely it, ultimate. It's, it's not an unachievable. Un, okay. It's an unlikely outcome. But like, it's, dream, I want to be president goal, of the United the States, and I'm going to be, maybe I'll just make it to Congress, but I'm working to be president of the United States. See, and it, I guess it is your end goal, technically, and that's your dream. But not very many people achieve their dream. They yeah. usually stop at a goal. Which is why they die. That's why dreams die, because you dream a new dream. You dream, yeah. what is the ultimate end goal of this path I'm on? Even if I, if this is what I'm striving for. Even if I don't make it there, what's the dream? Like if I'm going through college, my dream is to graduate with a 4.0 and instantly get the job that I'm going for. Maybe I don't achieve that. I, but see, that's I don't think dream. that was ever my dream. I think that's a goal though. Yeah, I think they're interchangeable. I think I, dreams are the, the pinnacle of where the goal wants to go. And the goal is... To achieve a portion, at least a portion of that dream. Yeah. I I just see what you're saying. Yeah. I had a dream to be in the NBA when I was young. And that was actually a goal of mine to play professional basketball. The dream was the NBA. The goal was professional basketball. Yeah. And neither one of them worked out. But, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Dreams die, man. Dreams die. (laughs) I wanted to be a rock star. Dream dead. Life. Life. still got time. Life is just you sitting on a pile of all your dead dreams looking for the one that's still alive. Yep, yeah. there it is. Join us next week. No. <laughs> and on this uplifting note. Yeah. God will take you to where you need to go. The yeah. end. So <laughs> do you have a quote? Is that your quote for the oh, day or do you have I a doubt? I forgot about the quote. Uh-huh. Uh, See, this is twice now I've remembered and you haven't. Normally, it's the other way Maybe around. Maybe the quote is, Cameron can never remember his quotes. Hey, <laughs> there you go. So, uh, uh, random fun fact. Uh, yeah, let's go, Ray. Giraffes actually didn't have long necks when they started. They actually evolved into it because they had to eat the leaves from the trees. And so, they would leave the, the ones with less long necks to die off so that they would breed the, the longer necks. Huh. Well, they so, wouldn't leave them to die. They well, would just die because they, they wouldn't was, reach the yeah, leaves. Yeah, they couldn't reach the leaves, so it wasn't like they were throwing food to the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. See, because some species will bring it back. Like, oh, you know, like, that's a weaker one. No, they were like, nah, you're just going to die down there. <laughs> I like how you say some species will bring it back. Like, oh, that's totally retro. That's, that's yeah. We should bring that back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I meant by it. Yeah, it different um, adaptations 
for the same species. That's how we have new species. Yeah. Like that's how there's so many dang frogs. Yeah. That's the main example people use for evolution frogs. with the frogs. If the river comes through a six a species of frogs, one side will evolve yeah. differently well, from the other. I w- I've always heard like the mountain forms and the goats on the different sides. Oh yeah. Yeah. The yeah. goat and they can't even breed with each other when you bring them back together. I mean, they could. I, I like mean, to think about domestic dog breeds. No, honestly, technically they can't. They probably mean, try. Yeah, yeah, they will. <laughs> I mean, they're goats. Goats are goats are always trying animals. to do that sort of thing. They're animals. <laughs> you guys are animals. Out of control. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> yeah, I don't got anything. I don't know. <laughs> look, look, and that's the quote of the day. <laughs> just, what when when you wake up in the morning, you think quote like something that's just been in your life a quote that you think of every now and again what would that be even if you said it before interesting i don't know i'm a blink that's speaking okay. of what dead dreams i have a dream mm-hmm. yeah that one day my little children <laughs> go, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead seven, seven years ago, ago. <laughs> since we're just you know Ripping off. You know what's funny? Famous is, speeches. Funny is, uh, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Most people only oh, remember the one. first lines of every of every speech. Mm-hmm. I forgot which president said it, but it's one that always stuck with me. It was uh, "Speak softly and carry a big stick." Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt, Roosevelt, baby. Roosevelt. Yeah, there's Teddy. A, there's a quote. There you go. Speak softly, carry a big stick. I mm. remember one of my friends had to write. We had to write an essay about presidents in our AP history class, and he forgot to do his research. So he spent six paragraphs describing Teddy Roosevelt's face and the size of his <laughs> bicuspids. <laughs> it was an amazing essay. If it had been a creative writing class, he'd have made a really good grade on it. He did. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Probably the most descriptive essay of Teddy Roosevelt's face yeah, ever yeah. written. Now you could draw it from memory. Yeah. You could draw it from reading this essay. <laughs> All right. Nathan, why don't you take us out of here? today um well i don't have a quote or a random fact for you guys but i'm glad you came in to uh to listen to us ramble for another hour or two random uh, yeah so <laughs> uh let's sign off with good old cameron lopez gareth McConaughey, and ray johnson this has been episode of odd opinions and we'll see you next time bye everyone bye everybody